Hi, this is Tim Mackesy from Atlanta, and this podcast will be dedicated to eye contact during speaking, a phenomenon called eye contact aversion for people who stutter, and eye accessing patterns, a habit that everyone who's listening has but may not know it. People who stutter tend to look away when they're having what feels like a big stutter. What drives that? The unconscious mind tells the person who stutters to look away at the moment of the stutter. There's a big difference between typical eye contact to be appropriate in business and socially and eye contact aversion. So a person who stutters can feel a stutter coming or a speech block and they make a decision to look away. I wrote an article in the Perspectives in Fluency Disorders April of 2002 entitled More Than Meets the Eye Contact, kind of a cute little title. But it discussed this and the importance of looking at eye contact and eye aversion during stuttering. I'm going to cover five key points here. One of them is what are called eye accessing patterns. Now what I'd like you to do right now is start reflecting on your childhood home and the school you went to as a child. If you let yourself go and follow this, you'll find yourself looking up to the left or the right as you access the images and the memories from the past. People tend to look up to the left or the right-hand corner when they access a memory that's visual. It's typical for a right-hand person to look up to the left-hand corner to access an image from memory. It's common for a lefty to look up to the right-hand corner. However, it's not set in stone. If you go along and allow your unconscious mind to take you, it'll tell you if you look up to the left or to the right for an image. When you're spelling and doing math tables, if you're good at both of those, you look up to the corner to see the word before you spell it. They say about 40% of words in English are not spelled as they sound. So we have to look up and see the word, store it visually. Now, eye contact aversion is a unique animal. I feel a big stutter coming, and my unconscious mind, a voice inside my mind, says, look away. I don't want to see the reaction from my listener. After interviewing at least 1,000 people who stutter, who avert eye contact, it comes down to not wanting to see the reaction of their listener. The person who stutters will project their thoughts. The person now knows I stutter. They think something about me. Maybe I'm being judged. Now, if you stutter from childhood, you have had experiences probably of teasing, mimicking, facial expressions, maybe some bullying. I went through that myself. And you develop what you think is a protection mechanism of looking away during the stutter. 
the problem is we dissociate as we look away. So I feel a big stutter on my last name. I look away and I force the word out. While I'm looking away, I'm projecting my thoughts on my listener, wondering if they've noticed, wondering what they're thinking. During my dissociation, I have a more significant stutter. It's a longer stutter. So dissociation, your body is there, but your mind has left the room because you're imagining the response of your listener. It's interesting if you put a person who stutters in front of a mirror and ask them to make a phone call, they may look away from themselves while they stutter. So they're projecting on themselves, not wanting to witness their stutter. It's very interesting. People who stutter, when they begin to investigate eye aversion, they come to conclusion that the stuttering is more noticeable to their listener if they keep looking away during the stutter. Now remember, the habit began as a self-defense mechanism. I look away and I think the person won't notice it. But it's the opposite. I've gone out on field trips with people who stutter, and I've approached strangers using both models. One, looking away during my stutters. Or two, keeping eye contact as I stutter. And they're a witness that the store clerk, an employee, begins to look at them to translate when I keep looking away. It's very interesting. What if we leave eye aversion to the school of neurodiversity? I recently saw an article online that if a person strays with their eye contact, we as therapists are not supposed to touch it. Now, I'm familiar with people with autism, and some people on the spectrum have difficulty maintaining eye contact, and that is an organic challenge, and I personally would not try to force an individual with autism to maintain eye contact. That is not appropriate. If we switch back to stuttering and blocking, remember that every time I avert eye contact during stuttering, I am my malware, my projection thoughts, my shame and embarrassment are being reloaded to my hard drive and I'm having a more significant stutter. I personally averted eye contact through undergraduate school. So eye contact aversion is actually a major symptom. And it's important that we know how to assist somebody who does it. So I've covered today what is appropriate eye contact and how eye accessing patterns work. If you want to investigate further eye accessing patterns, you'll find it covered in basically any book on neurolinguistics. The founders of NLP, Bandler and Grinder, discovered eye accessing patterns in the 70s. And it's a shame that it hasn't really spread more. Again, it's an access to teaching our children how to spell better and do math tables better. So I've covered 
natural eye accessing patterns, and I've covered the difference between appropriate eye contact and eye aversion and the pitfall of eye aversion for people who stutter. Through CBT, we can help someone who stutter maintain eye contact. I have an acronym, L squared, look and let it out. In a recent recent interview between John Gomez, the director of When I Stutter, and Barry Guitar, Barry describes working through a stutter, holding the stutter and loosening it as you look at your listener, which I found to be extraordinary advice. So I wish you luck in integrating mind and body